What's going on, guys, and welcome back to this episode of Split Screen D&D, the place where we're attacking all things Dungeons & Dragons from both sides of the screen. As always, my name's Tom Quinn, resident Dungeon Master here at Modern Myth. And I'm Josh Winans, resident player character here at Modern Myth. So, Thomas... I'm sorry to use your full name here. On that's the fine, internet. Joshua. Let's do this. <laughs> so I was thinking about a subject, and something that's interesting in the world of D&D is, yeah, you are the hero. You are the, the main man. But oftentimes, even as a hero, you find yourself beholden to higher powers. Maybe that higher power is a god or goddess. Maybe it is a patron. Patron? A patron. Maybe it's a, a lord. Maybe it's a brother. Maybe it's a father, but you usually find yourself somewhere in your relationships with your character in the game, behold it to a higher power. And I think that would be a very interesting subject to talk about today. I, I love it as I get to run the vast majority of those higher powers. Oh, yeah. I love work. when you are beholden to those uh, those entities. Before we dive into that, though, uh, you guys, as usual, are just crushing it down in the comments. Uh, if you have not already, now's a perfect time to subscribe. You will absolutely make our year. We're shooting for 500 before the new year. That's a big goal for us. But uh, you guys can be the 500th if uh, things time out right. Um, but uh, keep smashing that like, that helps the algorithm. And a huge help here on the channel is if you guys are sharing any of our content that you're enjoying out on social media, it really helps the channel grow. If you want to support us directly, you can do so. Patreon.com slash ModMyth. Let's get into higher powers, being beholden to. And and I guess let's, let I, I do think it's important to clarify. Yeah. Uh, we are saying higher powers. And I think in many regards, you're generally not beholden to lesser power. There's something about a relationship that mm -hmm. is that is compelling you to uh, to serve it. Yeah. Uh, so even though it might be a brother, like right. maybe you're a pretty lateral relationship, um, you know, there could be good reason why you feel beholden to that character in your story. But mm -hmm. you know, the obvious ones, like you pointed out, deities. Uh, uh, Demonic or fey patrons, mm -hmm, if you're mm -hmm. of the warlock persuasion, um, nobility, whether they be kings, lords, what have you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I actually, I want to pitch it straight to the player side okay. because uh, fundamentally it's, that's, that's in your wheelhouse. I mean, it, it is my wheelhouse as a player character. Well, and as a paladin. You know, oh, so that's very that's, true. And that's talking about, I think, one of the, so I think it's a spectrum of what you find yourself uh, and when you to talk about higher powers, I think God and goddesses are like if you're finding yourself as a paladin or a cleric, that's like the extreme on the yeah. spectrum. And it can fall anywhere. And I, I'm, as a player character, I think it's so important to think about these things, especially in character creation, but also as you progress through your uh, character's story, is how often do you come across a hero who is solely doing everything purely for themselves? Yeah, I think well, certainly in a heroic arc. Yeah, the nature of being a hero almost precludes you from doing things solely for yourself. Which uh, also to say that not saying that because I'm thinking immediately of Han Solo. He starts off as that smuggler, but it turns into he hey he came back and helped us, so he turned into a hero. So right, I mean, you right. don't always that start off with one, but if you play your entire career and don't have some. Uh, alliances with someone who's greater than the ideals that are greater than yours or something like that, I think you're really missing out on on uh, the, what the D&D &D can offer. Yeah, I think I think there's probably a few archetypes that 
try to, uh, and some some of them maybe successfully, and some less so, circumvent uh, that that tie, that tether. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I agree that uh, that I, I think the aspect of one of the defining factors between being a protagonist and being a hero is a sense of selflessness. Mm-hmm. And whether whatever whatever reason that is, if that's mm-hmm. a paladin fighting to the bitter end to 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 spread their god or goddess's will and and message, uh, if that's a, a you know a son defending his farm from uh, bandits or raiders, mm-hmm. you know, I mean it's uh, so I I think that hero threshold almost demands it of a character mm-hmm. that you are beholden to something. Um, I, I, I think let's start on the extremes if we can, yeah, because I think uh, when I'm thinking about higher power, I think we start getting into a really gray area if we're talking about a cause. I'm yeah. beholden to a cause. Um, there, That cause is not a sentient thing that, that has a will. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things to me that's defining the sense of of a higher power, right? Um, so again, just like you laid out, a father, a king, a god, right? All, all have their own motivations mm-hmm. in the world, and if you have linked yourself to them, there's some really interesting implications for yeah. role play and things like that. So let's start on the extremes, and we can work our way to gods and goddesses, greater area if yeah. that works. Yeah, yeah gods and goddesses. I, I would put, I'd put patrons for the warlock side of things. Okay, a- as close as you're going to get. I mean, that you know they're. Those at least exist. Yeah, well, you're, yeah. You're not existing beholden to the mortal realm where a king, which might be a very, very high position in the material plane, uh, might not mean anything to a god, might not mean anything to right. a demon or, uh, you know, a, a, a so, yeah. fey being. So, yeah, let's definitely start with god and goddesses. I kind of want to keep Patreon just a little bit separate. I agree there's a lot of overlap. Perfect. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, as a god and goddess, because, um, yeah, I, I play a paladin. And so when and I understand, and we have, I've talked about this in other episodes, that in the D and D five E universe, that as a paladin, you don't have to be beholden, you don't have to worship a god or goddess. You can believe in something. <clears throat> I don't like it. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I don't. I, it doesn't make sense. How do you get divine divinate? How do you get divine powers unless you, you get it from a divine yeah. being? I, I'm 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 the same. And and there's gonna be like I said, there's all sorts of things about the fifth edition space that we. Tweak and shear and mold. Right. Um, I I think many of them towards towards a, a an older thought process on the yeah. paladin. I mean, yeah. I think there was a time which there in which there was not a question yeah. about about you know what was required of you as a paladin to have your your faith based abilities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so and, yeah, and being beholden. I mean. Your 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 battery, so to speak, is your god goddess is bestowing that upon you. Um, without that, if you're a paladin, you're a, a bad fighter. <laughs> I mean, you're just you're just not that great. But with it, suddenly you're one of the strongest classes. And I think when you get that kind of extreme, I think there should be some I don't want to call them limitations, but um, just some understanding that. Uh, you are getting from something else that might have a agenda different from the one that you yeah. might be holding. I, I would I would go so far as to say you can take might out of that phrase. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a virtual guarantee that you are signing a contract 
that has fine enough print you cannot read it. Mm-hmm. And and while I think the lore of the world and oftentimes the DM uh, are beholden to the lore of these pantheons, um, the idea that a character has any concept, especially at level one, no. like you're a level one paladin, you right. know, I mean, effectively you haven't really gotten and you know anything yet from your yeah. your god or goddess that uh, the guy yeah, get Leonie. so you get some stuff but not like you don't get the subclass stuff but but the idea that you've signed into that contract mm-hmm. at that early stage the idea that your character could have any concept of what the motivations of that god or goddess right uh and, and when are, you think about what a god and goddess is i mean they're they're not they haven't been on the 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 existence for like 50 years even existing for thousands of years oh, it depends on what god you're talking about here but a lot they've been existing for a long time and they've been playing games and, and, and making moves for so long that this is tangled web. And to think that your mortal mind can possibly comprehend all the little moves they're making, yeah. it's 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 uh I think unreasonable. Yeah. I, I and and something that you alluded to uh was the idea of limitations coming with power. And this is something I actually think um I think we we touched on a little bit in kind of the caster marshall uh uh consideration um i'm a big fan of giving giving a character substantial power mm-hmm. but have it hamstrung with a, a crippling limitation i mean mm-hmm. like you know have both ends of the spectrum you know and have other characters that don't have those extremes you know right. I, I i really like that i by nature of the we'll call it the extreme end of the spectrum and being in the service of a, a god or goddess. And and this, I don't think is a, uh, this is a rulings, not a rule mm-hmm. thing. Um, this ultimately comes down to your DMs, your table as a whole. Uh, I'm personally a fan of, or say it wouldn't bother me to be able to look at clerics and paladins and go, wow, these are really potent classes. But... X, Y, Z. And and that but, you know, the fact that it's not laid out hard and fast, it kind of doesn't exist. I mean, yeah. if we, you and I were to go to the mat on the rules, there's nowhere I could point no. to and go, you know. You could make me become an oath breaker, maybe, but that's still not bad. I'm still having powers. I'm still doing oh, things. Yeah, no doubt. I, I just think as a, a, to me, one of the costs of being tethered to that deity, um, and I don't like, uh, this is not the, the, the context that I like having this kind of conversation in mm-hmm. uh, is the context of like a, a punitive context. Okay. I don't like the idea of being a DM embodying your God or goddess mm-hmm. in a punitive fashion. I'm uh, that's, I mean, like I think you, that, that is a slippery slope to yeah. adversarial DMing. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I also think that if as a DM, mm-hmm. you're treating this God, like they have, that, like like the player is of any substance they are a god right you know like they might you might be their avatar you might be you might be a big deal mm-hmm. relative to everyone around you right but you are still a mortal and you know so to to do something that displeases this god i think i think one of the costs of being beholden again this isn't this isn't etched in stone anywhere so you can't right. point to it um but I like the idea. Like I would move, moving into in, into future editions, and actually, I think the alignment system 
to some extent addressed this in older editions, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I think one, there's huge opportunities thematically and narratively mm-hmm. uh, when I can, as you move later into your levels to the point where maybe you are actually able to converse with this deity in a, in a meaningful way Yeah, where, you know, one, there's obviously some, some, a ton of narrative leverage that a DM wields there needs to be wielded very responsibly. Right, right. Um, there's huge opportunity to be able to pose the questions. I think this is another, we, I, we, I think we, we touched on this in the DM PC space because you can do this with a, just a regular old NPC. If they're, if they are near and dear to the party, Yeah, you can introduce questions about these characters that they may not be asking themselves or each other, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, for a God to, you know, to say, what is it you really want? You're at this mm-hmm. crossroads, you know, like that's my path right there. Yeah. That's and pretty clear. And, and that's the path I can feel. I know how badly you want to take that other right. road. You like your, the rest of your party wants to go down that road. So, you know, I mean, you, you, not being beholden to anyone. Say you're a fighter instead of a paladin. Yeah. I have no opportunity to put that question to you. You simply have to ask that question of yourself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes players do a really good job of of uh, asking those questions of themselves and of allowing that aspect of roleplay to manifest where they're mm-hmm. conflicted. But a god is a very tangible thing. And, and, and this applies not at all exclusively to deities, but... It's a. It is a space in which a lot of of the the moral, ethical, and even just kind of pragmatic directional questions for a character uh, can be just be put to them. You don't mm-hmm. have to. You don't have to beat around the bush and go. You know. Uh, you know. I, I really. I, I love what's happening with your character. I really hope that comes out between you and your and your fellow players. Right. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But. If if things are going to the place where it's like, man, it's been a long time and he's been struggling with this, you know, that that dream sequence where mm-hmm. you just have a very brief in in uh, interaction with your god goddess patron, uh, you know, dead uncle, uh, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, might materialize a question that the party the party as a whole has either been dancing around mm-hmm. or has just not been not been materializing. And and so I, I think there's a lot to be said for the value of that. Mm-hmm. But the understanding that that as a player, you know, the, uh, I don't know many DMs who are going, you should be a paladin this round. You should go, you should be play a paladin. You should, you know, you should be a warlock. You should be, you know, whatever. It's the player's decision to tether themselves to something, right? And that something is DM controlled. Mm-hmm. And so, as a player, both as a player and a DM, but I think it's hugely important for a player to understand that if you're tethering yourself to a skin that the DM is going to be responsible for wearing, yeah, they're they are as fallible as you. I think they, it, well, yeah, it, it they're. A DM in good faith wants to present those situations, uh, you know, in a, in a meaningful and fair way. Right. But it also, you know, you might be sitting across the table going, like, I'm having this conversation with my God, and like, you know, I'm I'm not caring for our relationship right now. Mm. I think the answer, if and and this again, the big if being if the DM is acting in good faith, they're not mm-hmm. trying to, you know, they're not trying to railroad you, they're not trying to squash you, is tough. You're immortal, and they're a god. 
Yeah. Not only that, most of what you can do, you owe to them. Right. You know, like in the in the scheme of who needs who more, mm-hmm. you know, it's and and but it's a player's choice to invest in that relationship. And right. I think I think that shouldn't be taken lightly. All no, that to say, uh, it's always the player's choice to play a class that is rooted in in these fashions. Mm-hmm. And so don't be surprised when when your DM goes, well, it's going to be really disappointing if you never once in 20 levels hear from your god yeah. who's been bestowing I mean like just throw any powers with no like yeah, yeah. Your, I mean your god your god your patron whoever should be an active very, member of your story very active and well, you as a player don't have a say in what the motivations of these beings are right right and so so you're entering into that contract knowing that that part of your job is to maintain those negotiations. Absolutely. So talk with me about that thought process, because yeah, I think that's a pretty DM headspace on it. It is, but, but it translates. Uh, so, yeah, uh, as a player character going into it, I think you you hit on a huge thing that you need to have that good faith. That when we are, when I am saying, when I signed up for Paladin and I signed up for my goddess that I signed up for, I'm going, I'm saying, hey, this is who I'm signing up for. I'm trusting you to some degree, like, hey, let, let's enter this partnership yes. together. And um, I think as a player character, what can happen is we get in our headspace like, oh, I'm a paladin of Bahamut. Therefore, I'm going to study Bahamut, and I know the all the Forgotten Realm lore, so I think I know what Bahamut is like. And then as a player, when the DM wearing the god skin does something different to what you think they're going to do, that can be... You, why are you doing that? I know what my God would do. You are playing my God wrong. Well, you hit it on the head. We don't know, like we think we know. I mean, who like who knows? Maybe Bahamut has some like weird uh, things happening underground where he's trying to finally kill some Tiamat or something like that. He's like, he's he's actually that's chaotic actually, evil from yeah, I know, from right. from the the from the core. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's <laughs> extreme. But like maybe no. he's doing some stuff that you're like, oh, perfect example is hey, you come across a town that is rife with sin, and mm. Bahamut commands they to smite the, those that need to be smitten. And what do you do? Well, hang on, there's babies and kids down there. Are you going well, to... sinner babies? Sinner babies. I think I was clear about them being. Yeah, yeah. Babies. No, it was very clear that they were born uh, sinning. I don't know what babies do to sin, but they were doing it all, baby. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> this, this is a terrible town. This town is horrible. <laughs> this is horrible from the moment they're born. If you anyway, uh, so that that would be an interesting like. As a player character, I might say like that's not what Bahamut would do. It might be exactly what Bahamut would do. Well, and I think to to some degree, you you get into a space, and and this is especially pertinent in homebrew settings. Yeah, you know where where like I think by and large, if you have sat down at the table agreeing to play in the Forgotten Realms uh-huh. or agreeing to play, I mean, if, if you pick pick your poison, pick mm-hmm. whatever setting it is that you want. But if you're in that. There's some understanding, and I think as part something I would say is as a DM, if I'm overhauling uh, a god or goddess or an entity in a major way, uh, that's that's a mutual understanding we need to have. Yeah. The, the caveat being, unless that that is part of the arc, you know, if yeah, it, like, it, but but it's just the deal where saying. if you know if. Yeah. 
I didn't see. Yeah, because that's taking it to an extreme. But you're right. That could happen at tables where it's like, oh, you chose Bahamut. Guess what? That mother effer is now chaotic evil. You signed up for this. And it's right. uh, yeah, that. And, yeah. And I mean, I, I would say that that's a bad faith, that's uh, a very bad uh, faith approach. But, but uh, I, I think the, the biggest thing is to say in the same way that, I mean, how would a player feel uh, for, for a DM to go like, dude, you're a paladin. What are you doing? You can't you're, you're playing your character all wrong. What are you doing? Right. You know, like it's it's kind of one of those deals where even if you disagree, again, I mean, like step into that actual space for a minute. You are staring up to the heavens as something beyond your comprehension in scope and scale. Right. Is you know breathing down upon you, and you're going like, that's not what you'd have done. Yeah, you know, like I mean, it's it's just a deal where you like you kind of have to roll with the punches, mm -hmm. and those punches should be sparring and in jest if everyone's there in good faith, right? Um, but I think I think it is something to be conscious of because I think anytime you are choosing to, uh, I'm going to use the term shackle. It's kind of a, sure. a negative uh, connotation, tether, shackle. Well, I don't whatever know what it is Tuesday, I like shackles. <laughs> but to, you know, to 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 be tied to another entity uh -huh. that you know the DM is going to control means that there's going to be times you might you 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 might be taken aback by the behavior of that entity mm -hmm. and and that's that's not a that's not a moment to go uh, no this is wrong this isn't the way this would play out it's a moment for you to go how how strong is that tether how strong is that bond i mean is 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 this is burning this town to the ground raising this town men women children livestock all of it to the ground is that worthy of breaking your oath right no the babies were fine but man the pigs i mean i couldn't do that well i mean they they're <laughs> The 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 pigs were the the like the small collateral damage in that circumstance. <laughs> pigs didn't do anything wrong. Like, yeah, no, but, no, they were sinners and, too. And Bahamut acknowledges that as well. He he was like uh, <laughs> the the pigs, but you know it's gonna be a major look. You wanna you wanna run like a heist sequence, try to get the pigs out of town without alerting people that they're about to all be <laughs> genocided. Um, yeah. But you know, so I just think I I think the root of it all always goes back to. You know the level of trust you have with your DM, yeah, yeah. and you get to choose if your class is tethered to your DM in that fashion. Mm. If you do, if you can't enter that relationship with the amount of trust you feel you need to, don't. Yeah, it, I mean, I I know it sucks to go like, well, I really want to play X Y Z. Well, are you going to enjoy? Playing a paladin with a bad faith well, DM who keeps well, showing up as your god, being like, "No, you wanted to go left back there. there there's there's cool stuff if you go left. Go left. Go, well, I'd go make left. The, I'd make the argument that's a bad table, and you should probably play it at it. Well, anyway. that that that's true. But, I I would I would say, <laughs> but I think there's shades of gray there. Absolutely. Where, and I would say that. Yeah. So so you know, in that regard, um, I think a lot of what we've already said trickles down to all of those uh, levels. Um. I do want to hear a little bit on patr uh, the patron, yeah. though. Uh, well, I actually think the patron is the most interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's not the greatest extreme, but I think the relationship is definitionally, uh, or, or not not definitionally, but but can have all of the trappings. It should have a lot, I think. But because it's the same idea, right? You're, you are beholden to something that is otherworldly, mm -hmm. whether that's a, 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 a demon, um, uh some like weird Cthulhu creature, or you know, there's Fey, there's 
Uh, actually, it even got like the heavenly being type things now. Mm-hmm. But um, so it feels very God and goddesses. Mm-hmm. But what would you say is the difference between a patron and a God and goddess? Um, I I think the well, a couple things. I think the power dynamic uh, is one of them. Yeah. Um, I think oftentimes there's a reason, like. This dear, this bar, bargain that you struck has given this patron or continues to give this patron mm-hmm. something of value. That's not to say that gods might not find some value out of you, but that, to me, that's kind of a one-way street. Like what you're giving them is representation for the faith, right? Rep- you know, like your deeds will sing their songs. Whereas, uh, you know, a, a a patron, you guys can hate each other. You can very, you, you yeah. can want nothing to do with each other, but, but you're you're both useful to one another. Mm, that's yeah, I totally agree. And uh, I often think of like the god and goddesses. They get their power. Uh, I don't know how true this is to the lore, but this is what I think I read somewhere, and I really liked it. The more followers they have, the more power they have. Hmm. So they definitely like yeah, to go out and sing my praises, show the good works or bad works, depending on who you're worshiping. Right. That so they get the power. But yeah, I totally agree that the that when you have the patron, it's it's a uh, they're almost desperate, just as desperate as you probably are for striking the bargain to some degree. Maybe that that demon you signed your soul—it's all it wants is to—it's uh, stuck in a prison, and it's just I need to get out of this prison. Oh, thank God, someone touched the chalice that I'm possessed, and now heck yeah, I'll give you some powers, but you've got to hold your yeah. end up too. You got to go smash that son bitch and get me out of here. Yeah, yeah, I I think, and I think that that the the tit for tat nature it doesn't always have to be that way, certainly, but no. I think. Um, and like I said, I think the um, paladin and cleric side of things, um, there is a an aspect of devotion of mm-hmm. of um, willful devotion. Let's say you want to follow yeah. that god or goddess, and, and I mean they might be evil, they might be good, yeah. they might be anything in between, but. They represent an ideal that you you want to strive to uphold. Yep, yep. Um, I think that I think that uh, patrons patrons I think are like the sex workers of uh, of the. Put that in the comments. Patrons it's, are the sex no, workers. It, it's, but it's it's. <laughs> I think it's far more a transactional. No, I see. Uh, experience <laughs> where see. where interesting way to put it, but yeah. it's you know it, it's just a deal where like. Presumably, the patron is more powerful than you. They're they're giving you power. I have to assume, like otherwise, yeah. Um, but it is this idea where, you know, I think it's this idea where once that transaction is conducted and and you guys have gotten what you want out of each other, mm-hmm. uh, you might you might hate the fact that you release that demon from the prison. Yeah. It might be the worst decision you ever made. Right. Um, but that transaction is, you know, that mm-hmm. you che- you cash the check, and right. um, you know, you could even become a, a source of your character's drive. Like, I got to put them back, right? You know, I gotta, yeah, you that, know. which is also um, awesome. yeah, really cool, interesting stuff uh, to pull out there. I do think warlocks and patrons, as it from a DM standpoint, mm-hmm. for that reason, because re- the relationship between the two can be so dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some there's some interesting variability in power structure. Um, you know, there's there's you know a, a warlock who who goes, I'm I'm done with you. I'm relinquishing these gifts. You know, right. I'm I'm 
I'm exacting or I'm um, enacting my my release clause. Yeah. Or you know whatever it is. You're smart enough to have one of those. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a that's a not a bad bluff to run to get a sense of how badly your patron values you. Yeah, exactly. And your patron might go like. Bye. <laughs> you know, like I'm out. Bye. Or um, you might be like, okay, fine. You don't have to do this other thing. But you know, you, you know, if you still want my power, yeah. so or they might make it instead of like a flow of power, it's a little trickle of power. Right. Which, so I think that I think that for that reason, you have all of the flexibility in the world. Whereas again, you are you are far more rigidly tied to yeah. the behavior of a god or a yeah. goddess because Agreed. it's so well established in lore. Um, I do want to tackle, can a patron cut off the flow of power? Uh, well, I mean, I think the technical answer is no. I think this has been addressed. Yeah, uh, so technical answer is, but yeah. what do you, because we, we, we had like the paladin and the cleric. Yeah, like, well, I, I think, and, and this rolls into a, 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 the topic of consequences. Uh, and this is another thing. And this, and, and this, like I said, this should echo through any level of allegiance that you might have whether mm-hmm. it be with a a god all the way down to uh you know a a family member or a, a a minor lord or what have you um i think oftentimes players can enter into these contracts these allegiances these tethers fully acknowledging the boon of the the benefit of that relationship right um i think always they should be entered in First and foremost, going, what does this look like if I fuck this up? Mm-hmm. You know, what does it look like if you if you really mess things up with that god or guys? Right. Like, which like so we've never had that conversation. Which we should have that now. We'll do that later. That's uh, and well, and I think, but I I also think that I think a big part of that could come from a misunderstanding of what it means to be in service to that god or goddess. Yeah, which but, I feel like we've been pretty aligned yeah, thus far. That that I think we we have been uh, very. Of the same headspace, right? Um, but you know whether it's again that minor lord where you break the allegiance, mm-hmm. and you know that's that could spin that minor lord into a vendetta that whirls him oh, into yeah. a big bad by the end of the. I mean, you don't, you, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you know, there's any number of consequences, but but all of them should have consequences. As yes. a DM, you know, if if you have lent your strength, lent your power, lent your potential mm-hmm. to a cause, and you screw them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, most gods, patrons, kings, brothers yeah. aren't going to go like, well, you know, it's no big deal. Right. We got slaughtered at that battle because you never showed up. Oh, it's okay. Forgive you know, and forget. Don't, don't worry about it, Robert the Bruce. It's no big deal. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, he, brief, yeah, William Wallace didn't get his revenge in the... Yeah, in the movie, in yeah. the, anyway, but uh, but it's one of those, you know that that idea that I mean, I think one hundred percent as a DM, mm-hmm. if your players aren't asking those questions, you need to absolutely know, you know, a a betrayal of this contract that is is coming together. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for the, my half of the equation? Right, the king that you have gone into their service, right, the- and you've promised something. If you don't deliver, or even worse, if mm-hmm. you actively work against the deliverance of that that goal, mm-hmm. what lengths is that king willing to go to 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 have justice, vengeance, you know, what have you? That's right. something a DM 
should, as far as I'm concerned, you absolutely should know because you right. need to understand the motivations of the characters you're going to inhabit. Right. Um, so I think in that regard, the extreme being from the god or goddess standpoint, I, I mean, I, I, I absolutely, if, if, you, if you shit on your god, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you, you, maybe you need to go into a paladin powers timeout for a little while, like why don't you why don't you run this next fight right. as a you know as a, low, as a bad fighter? Yeah, yeah, it's like you know, and and I think again, I I think that can feel punitive, uh, but it can the 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 trade off is you chose to be aligned with that god uh-huh. and you chose to shit on them. Yeah. Why did you make both those choices if you didn't want part of your story to involve the consequences of those choices? Right, no. And it's so cause speaking from a, a so as a player character, I wrestle with this a lot that I feel like I always have to make the optimal choice. And so when you're being put in these situations as a player, like, hey, don't be afraid to be like, hey, no, maybe you worshiped Bahamut, but as you have grown as a character, you found that, hey, I'm the, I can't follow this lawful good business. And you you naturally pull away. Yeah, there might be a consequence to that, but I, I don't think uh, maybe this is a good faith thing that if I uh, made that choice that you'd punish me for the rest of the the campaign. No, in fact, I think to me the idea of going, I cannot raise this town. Mm-hmm. You know, like I you know I thought that we were of the same. We were cut from the same cloth. I thought that I was the guy who could enact your will. Mm-hmm. But if this is what your will looks like, can do it. You need to find another arbiter. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, one, you, I mean, you can't be handed more fertile territory for interesting <laughs> stuff as a DM. Yeah. You know, now I think a lot of players, like you said, I think they're dissuaded from decisions like that because they're worried about the consequences. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, I mean, failures, suboptimal decisions, you know, it, it's all of the, you know, all of the flavor of the table, of the story of, of really most any story is, you know, is, is churned up by the missteps and the mishaps. Yeah. And, Gosh, um, yeah. and I think, I think certainly as a DM, if I was there bearing witness to this, you know, it's my job to still wear Bahamut and go, what would Bahamut do mm-hmm. when he's being just told outright no? You yeah. Know? Um, I, I, you know, I have to make good with that. As a, as a player, kind of this is getting it out of the player, you know, or I should say DM uh, NPC skin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as a DM, anytime I see a player, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty easy to see when a player is making a decision that they know is going to, bear consequences serious right. ones i i mean i i think and i would love to hear in the comments other other dms uh i mean give give your descriptions of these moments that you've seen from your own players right um but i respect the hell out of pl- when i see a player do something and i go we both know what the optimal move we both know what the easy move was we both yes. know what the optimal move was uh and you chose to do neither right. and it says it speaks volumes to the table to the dm mm-hmm. To the the themes and the narratives of the the story about your character, oftentimes, especially if it's to do with your patron, your god, your source of power, yeah, 
it is a, going to be a pivotal moment. Mm -hmm. And yes. my thinking ultimately, I mean, immediately what comes to mind as you were bringing that up and going like, what happens if I have to say no to this? Mm -hmm. um, is, yeah, I mean, if it's a hard no, if it's a, if it's a, I'm done, I'm laying down the crest, yep. you know, I'm turning in my wings, I'm cougar in it. Um, if if that's the case, I can't, I won't do Bahamut justice without there being some repercussion to that. Yeah. Because you can't respect a Bahamut who goes, okay, you do whatever you no, want. No, I totally agree you with know? that. But the, if you say, okay, you get stripped of all your powers, you're now a level 12 paladin, uh, but you no longer have any access to spells, you don't have access to smites, uh, I think that that for the rest of the campaign, obviously. Now, should there be a period where you go through that? I see no problem. But Yeah, I mean, I think it could be handled a number of ways. I think, one, you could go... Oathbreaker, maybe. You... But. you uh, well, I think you could. Uh, there's Oathbreaker is certainly a path you could you could kind of modify subclass. Yeah, and and the, uh, Oathbreaker is a very obvious one. I think there's other classes where where characters could make decisions that so starkly pivot away from from the theme of who they thought they were. Uh -huh. um, like a total different class change. Well, I, I I would I might even go so far as to go, you know, your what came to mind for me is. You are you. Your punishment is some some sort of punitive uh, implications on your powers. The ones specifically der derived from uh, Bahamut or mm -hmm. whatever other god or goddess you serve, um, with an uh, a an arc that is your opportunity to really decide. Yeah. Do I want these back? Am I willing to go back? And if your answer at the end of that arc is no. Then you and I need to have a conversation about what class are you actually? Yeah. Like if if it, you know is a paladin stripped of their uh, stripped of their uh, divine powers mm -hmm. simply a fighter? I don't know. Yeah. Um, is you know I mean that but that's a conversation for us to have. Yeah. But one in which I think I would come in and I would go. You're you're not. I mean yeah, you've you're decided not, no. You're not a paladin anymore. Right. I mean so we you, gotta you, that out. yeah. Um, but I think I, I think there's there's interesting space to do to do really cool things you know by um, by flexing that. So I, I and like I said I think um, I think let's bleed this right down into the more mundane. There we go because uh, I was wanting to switch, but I think yeah. uh, there's a lot of carryover. Just a, maybe. a ton of this carries over, and 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 specifically even staying in the consequences space because consequences mm -hmm. yes. are very different. For pissing off someone on the material plane, than someone who you're you by class are tethered. Right, to. right. Um, they're they're, you know, going to tend to be more narrative. Yeah. You know, if you have scorned a powerful uh, lord, well, maybe that's enough to push him over the edge, and he marches to war. Maybe you know, maybe the war that was brewing, right. you know, by you switching to the other side, he just he that's you it. know that's it that mm -hmm. he 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 has lost his champion. You know what? I mean, who knows? There's, uh, like I said, there, there's a lot of thinking I think that needs to happen on the DM side about yep. the motivations of these characters because you don't want these to be, hey, you just did something, mm -hmm. and now I need to have a totally knee-jerk reaction to what this character. Like I should a character that you are importantly aligned with, mm -hmm. I should understand the motivations of that character almost as well as you understand the motivations of yours. Okay. Yeah. yeah well. Yeah. You know, such that. I understand. Like you probably understand that if 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 you, being that you are a paladin of Illustre, if you probably have an idea of 
where the line would be in which you'd have to say, I'm done. Yeah. You know, if I asked you as Elastrae to do something, probably it'd be in bad faith, given your track record with her. Right, right. Um, But, you know, I think you probably, as a paladin, should have some understanding of the bounds to which you would follow your god or goddess. Mm-hmm. And if the if there is, the answer is, I'd go anywhere, then one, you're a zealot, and yes. two, uh, I mean, I think that's fine, but I think it, I, I think that it it will be it would begin to speak to your character as not being the hero of the story. Yeah. You know, if Elastray goes, I need you to raise that town, and you go like, done. Yeah. And you just mar- you know, like I think the rest of the table should go, oh, oh we might be staring at the big bad here. Like this is <laughs> I mean, you know, no yeah. joke. So um, but yeah, t- so talk with me a little bit about the 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 um uh, higher powers that okay. exist on and again, fifth edition. By about level three, there aren't many. Um, but well, yeah. By 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 sheer mechanical capabilities. I guess. But but I think there's a lot of consideration with regard to uh, social power, yes. uh, military power, yes. uh, religious power. Let's say you're a fighter and you're going up against uh, a, a priestess. Well, okay. they may well, you know, maybe by level you're pretty evenly matched, but you're also pissing off their god and yeah. all of their acolytes and all. You know, I mean, all right, you know. Right, so, right. Um, power power is not to describe your your mechanical prowess by right, level, right, right. but um, I don't think it's any secret that. By the end of the game, the 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 players, you know, are sh- capable of shaping the fate of the continent. Right by level um, twenty, absolutely. Yeah, and and that actually leads into one of the interesting aspects of yeah. of being beholden to a being that can give you nothing. Choosing well. to be beholden to that king, yeah, as a level twenty character. Um. I can't think of anything a king could possibly give. Uh, that you a, couldn't give yourself, kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean, I think I again, I think, uh, in, in the same way, a, a, a brother is maybe a better example. Okay, a brother who never left the farm, right. never, you know, you you went off to adventure, you you know, whatever. But this this is someone that you know, he's your older brother. You just you you always look up to him. You're you know. Um, Anything, you know, well, I mean, anything within the scope of your understanding of mm-hmm. his capabilities to ask, you do for him. Yeah. Um, I think there's some interesting considerations for when you begin to cross that line where you are getting less and less out of those relationships, yeah. but but still choosing to remain in the service right. of, you know... Well, then that brings up a good point that we've, we, I mean, this whole entire conversation, we pretty much talked about, okay, where are the consequences of what happens when your god or goddess or whatever is a dick and makes you do bad things or, or things contrary to what your character would naturally do? What happens when they are doing things exactly the way? So uh, that's what I see in this, this situation, uh, grunting with the, the brother. You are a hero, sure, but you are a, you, you, you've always had a problem. You just, you never seem to, make the right decisions your brother is always he's just a simple guy so yeah he's not he's almost your moral compass in this a lot of ways he's he's the guy in in a weird way who you wish you could be you want to be that guy on the farm who's just who has the wife and three kids like ah, 
But no, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I have this weird murder addiction <laughs> to go out and murder people because that's what yeah, adventurers do. You know, I mean, it's not always people. Sometimes it's monsters. Yeah, on so. rare occasions, you do some good. It's on very yeah. rare occasions, but I mean, that idea that it's you, what you're getting from them isn't material. So the, the again, I, the king, you know, you, you as the the ranger could never unite the land, but you found this one guy, your King Arthur, whatever, and he, he can't. You see it in him, this pure soul. You will do anything you can to make sure that he gets there and stays up there. I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I, I, and I actually, I think, when I think of non-death endings to campaigns, mm -hmm. not, not necessarily endings to campaigns, ending to a character arc, uh, there is something I really like about a character who, um, throughout all that they've been through, which is you know presumably over the course of ten levels, fifteen levels, twenty levels—I mean, who knows—it's right. uh, extensive. Um, chooses to remain in the service of something that, at this point, is. objectively so much less than they are mm -hmm. but by by some by some accounts i think you you nailed it someone that you you can't possibly hope to be at this mm -hmm. point you you've seen too much you've done too much yep. um but that you know that there's a um it's a it, you know kind of a reflection of who you could have been had you not gone on mm -hmm. to be a level 15 adventurer, you know, wherever Whatever. it is your story ends. Um, with regard to, with, with regard to, like I said, I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I'm particularly a fan of, um, of the return home simply, oh. simply as the end of this. Right. I mean, there's, you know, I, I think oftentimes we think about this, this grand, and that's not to say that the grand finale didn't play out. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, what does someone who, you know, helped fell a god who was trying to dematerialize reality itself? Mm -hmm. What do they do after that? And you know, I think, I think, the answer to that question really speaks to what that character was beholden to from the very beginning. Yeah, um, you know, no, that that can develop, but if it's going going back home, you know, and right. just having that, if it's returning to the Lord or the King that you served when this all started, uh, maybe your, your prowess drew you away into a bigger conflict. Um, if it's returning to your, your God or goddess to simply serve as one of their accolades, you know, whatever right. it is. Right. Um, I think that those, those things that, that we're beholden to as characters, um, I, I've I've always been a fan of those being home base mm -hmm. for the way a character can, and that oh. could be you could get to level six with the character and just go. I think this character's done all that they yeah, and they go back need to or or want to do. And, right. And, well, you know, uh, one of the greatest heroes of of literature, Samwise Gamgee, and when he faced he faced down Sauron, he was in the the heart of the beast. What does he do? Goes home, goes home, and and marries the barmaid, and and has kids, and has like a beautiful life, and that. That was that's a beautiful ending. Poor Frodo, he he suffers for the rest of his life until he sails off sails off to the Grey Havens. But well, you know, 
sometimes you're the Frodo and sometimes, sometimes you're, you're the, the Sam. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, so I think, but I, I guess um, we 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 kind of got to uh, a, a a wrap up space a little differently than I anticipated. Did you have yeah. any any thoughts with regard to uh, the? the implications of being beholden to yeah. material forces and I guess with that, the, 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 uh, consequences. Amber alert. Excuse that. Uh, goodness. All right. I'm, I'm going to pick that back up to the, okay. Before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts with regard to the implications, uh, of tethering yourself being, being beholden to a material entity, yeah. Um, you know, how does that different in your way in your thinking yeah. as a player, um, and and you know, obviously the consequences aren't maybe to the same extreme. Yeah, maybe it's hard to say. I feel like there's more wiggle room. Uh, you're dealing with a mortal, so you can you can maybe bargain a little bit more, um, or kill him if he gets out of line. And that's another thing. You know, you're a hero. He's just a dumb king, <laughs> stupid king. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but there's also, I feel, less repercussions as well. Don't get me wrong. There should and definitely should be consequences, but it's one thing to lose your class and another thing to be like, oh, we're entering a town controlled by this king. I got to wear a robe and I got to speak a little softer right. in this town. Um, so, yeah, I, I would just say that, that it's just, just a little bit less than, but I totally agree with you. There needs to be uh, consequences. That That decision needs to follow you. Yeah. 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 I think, um, I don't, I don't, I don't have my, I mean, I think, I think those decisions, uh, we, you know, we've hit on a number of times from square one as you're building out your character. You have, you have more agency building your character out than you will probably ever have in the entire game. Yeah. I mean, we want That's characters and yeah. players to have as much agency as possible. Um, but there's no question that part of the DM's job is to introduce conflict and scenarios and, and, and these, you know, that that say, here's the problem, now what do you do? Mm -hmm. But you still have variables that you're expressing your agency within. Yeah. When you're creating your character, in 5th edition anyways, the world is yours. Uh, you just make whatever you want. And so, in the same regard, we certainly don't want to restrict that agency, but with that agency comes the responsibility of what, what have you tethered yourself to? What have mm -hmm. you, you know... What have you gone and done this time? It's and 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 so I would just echo, you know, both for DMs out there is, you know, I think I, I don't think DMs generally have too big a problem with this, but if if you're pulling your punches with regard to these relationships, these are powerful relationships. I'm talking about the class based ones specifically. Yeah. Um, you know, keep in mind that that part of your job in running a powerful entity is to ensure the respect mm -hmm. of, you know, and and it's very difficult to respect a god who won't stand up for themselves. Right. Who won't put their foot down, who won't um and um and the player side being, you know, acknowledge if you're signing into one of those contracts mm -hmm. that you've signed on for the possibility right. that you and your DM in in the skin of this entity that you are tethered to 
may not always see eye to eye on everything and and embrace that. That's a good thing. Right. It's a right. way more exciting thing than the king who goes like, well, you didn't do any of the things that uh, you said you'd do or that I asked you to do, but you you are my champion, so <laughs> get in here, you fella. Let me right. give you a noogie and you go go get in there. Have, have some of that feast. And that's there, how you know? murder like, hobos be get born. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think that... Um, you know, both both sides of the screen need to embrace the fact that these are powerful and sometimes difficult relationships, yeah. and and really should be should be your hand should be as heavy as anyone would expect it to be in those situations. Right. That is not you know a a, a blanket. Uh, you know, rake your character over the coals for the rest of the campaign because they've pissed you off. But um, you know, yeah, y- it, it's it's ultimately up to you. Can right. can you repair the relationship? The right, answer might right. be no. No matter what you do, you you might have burned that bridge. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't your character can't move in a different direction. You right. don't need that bridge to right. keep moving forward. Um, but but now you have a di- you have to cross that river somehow. Right. Right. Um, so. Yeah, uh, th- uh, thoughts on the player, player side? character sides. Uh, and I was just thinking back on our conversation. We pretty much uh, just talked about like the consequences of not aligning. We didn't talk about like, hey, what happens when you actually are aligned and all that stuff. But I guess that's maybe a little bit more. Well, and I think that's generally a little bit more written out. I mean, yeah. I think I do think I agree. There's opportunities to go above and beyond what it says you're being grand. I mean, if, right. if uh, yeah, but I think that that is not inherent to, hey, you're doing something really good for your god or goddess. If I saw a character doing something really good just because it's what their character, you know, they're being very charitable or being, I'd go like, that's clearly not optimized. They just gave 300 gold pieces to that, you know, to, they just donated 300 gold pieces to some charity. And I'd go like, that, that wasn't optimized, but, you know, I'm going to mark down on my notes that they may have garnered major favor with that organization. Right, right, right. There might be information opportunities. Exactly. There might be, you know, so. So, yeah, I um, guess we didn't talk about it, but I th- yeah, I think you're right. It's also a little bit more uh, obvious. So, yeah, uh, f- from the player character side, um, when you go into these uh, higher, I would call it these alliances with whatever it is, whether it's a lord or a god, uh, realizing that you're, like you said, you're signing a contract. I really like that, that it's an unwritten one, uh, but. You are saying like, hey, DM, let's work together. And that's key, is that you're working together. You're not both two people having their own, uh, hey, I'm making this story. No, this is my character. This is my story. No, you're working together to try to make a good story, which involves you will not probably get your way every time. But understand that you don't understand everything that's going on. And if you have the trust and the good faith, then run with it and you might be very surprised pleasantly hopefully surprised at what comes out at the end you might make some suboptimal you might get your powers taken away for a little bit you have two options you can be like well screw this game you're no longer my dm and walk away or again if you have if you've demonstrated good faith be like okay let's see where this goes yeah 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 i think i think a big part um this is my, this will be my last note that you you hit on there is a big part of working together for a meaningful character arc to express itself for a character that is um, beholden to one of these entities sometimes definitionally means, sometimes me as a DM working together with you means challenging you Mm -hmm. with that deity, with that bond, with that tether. Um, Because it's, frankly, 
frankly, it would be unbelievable that you would always be perfectly right, aligned. Right. And it would also be boring as hell. Yeah. Um, you know, there should be times where, um, you know, where that tether, you know, where, where you come to a fork in the road and both of you try to go a different way and you suddenly feel that tug mm-hmm. and then you look at each other like, fuck you going like yeah. you know like like that's that's an interesting space yeah exactly so, yeah um All right. yeah no i think uh i would love to hear uh i think i already uh laid one out but i would love to hear from uh either side but uh specifically the dm side uh what are your thoughts how are you handling especially very powerful entities that the characters are in service to or or beholden to um you know do do they tend to engage with them in a benevolent manner? I mean, even a good God can be iron fisted. Right. Um, or are, you know, I, I tend to think of the gods as, as certainly for mortals being short tempered or, mm-hmm. or at least, at least not hugely accommodating. Right. Um, but how do you guys think about them? How do you run them? Um, and especially if you guys are, uh, are working in your own homebrew settings, you know, what kinds of, uh, what kinds of entities mm-hmm. exist in these spaces for your players to, uh, to find themselves in service to. Yeah. If, uh, player characters, if you want to put in the comments, like, Hey, what was your, when were you challenged the most? Like what a whether it was a Lord that you were just like, ah, and put it in the comments. Those are fun stories to read. Yeah. Because uh, again, those are often very pivotal moments in a character's uh, arc. Yeah. <laughs> Character yeah. arc. One one hundred percent. I want to hear the breaks. I want to hear when, <laughs> like, nice. like when when you said no, I can't do this. I uh-huh. thought I thought I was. I thought this was where oh, I was aligned. You as a character. Yeah, as Not a character. As a table, but as, as a, yeah. no, yeah, no. As a as a when when you said no you know because that's to me that's really when things get i like that juicy and interesting things start happening absolutely but uh that said you got any other uh i think we're good to wrap this one up my friend any other thoughts well um as i am your generally benevolent dm generally uh i command you uh to do my will do my bidding and let all those beautiful people at home know you know what to let them know No, no, just kidding. The world is yours.